morning, handsome. Coming at you from sunny California, USA, here at Handsome Headquarters, I'm Lee Sanger Golden, and this is your Morning Handsome, brought to you by liberalguiltradio.org and morninghandsome.com. Clint Eastwood experiences empty chair syndrome at the RNC, and England makes a woman out of dirt and rock. She's pretty hot for a British chick. Richard Milhouse Nixon stops by to tell us what he would have said if the moon mission had been a failure. And prehistoric insects are found fossilized in amber. Spared no expense. Desmond Tutu accuses W of war crimes. W says, your name's Tutu. Scientists invent a helicopter powered by humans. And Michael Keaton signs up to be the villain in the new RoboCop reboot. So we pit Batman against RoboCop in this week's Versus. B-Rock gets his brew on. So we list the top five DIY projects we'd like to see at the White House. And I watch the Oakland A's hit 20 home runs and win a free Grand Slam pizza this week on Morning Handsome. I am joined in the studio today by my illustrious co-hosts, Caleb Hoffert. Morning, Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. Oh, God, your voice is wow. just like so gravelly and wonderful today. <laughs> and of course... I prepared it just for you. Spared no expense. <laughs> Spared no expense. <laughs> and of course, Hondro Ambrose. Morning, Handsome. Good morning, Handsome. Excellent. Boys, how's it going? Going quite well. Thanks for asking, Lee. How's it going with you? Um, It's going okay, except I am just... At my favorite chain, chain restaurants, I am sick of eating mm. the same stuff. I just I know. every time I go into Arby's, Arby's, I, at, which is every day. I, I wish I knew the chef, Mr. Arby, but I don't, and so uh, he prefers when, to be called Chef when, Arby. When Lee's trying to impress dates, <laughs> he, <laughs> often, he often, you know, he often likes to, you know, make it seem like he's an insider, like he's got mm-hmm. some kind of special mm-hmm. relationship, you know, with the the cook at the Taco Bell. Um, yeah. Perhaps, and so he orders an enchirito. Um, <laughs> the cook at the Taco Bell, by the way, is that little dog <laughs> <laughs> who's right now gambling with um, Ronald McDonald and um, the Kentucky Fried Chicken Man and Dave from Wendy's. The there Kentucky Fried Chicken Man, Colonel Sanders. Right. So you're going I forgot his rank <laughs> in the fast food army. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that these things are really fascinating, though, because I was, I was – the secret menu thing is really popular. I mean, if you go – you know, you go into these fast food restaurants and, and they have, like, secret items, you know, mm-hmm. that you can order. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some, some of them are pretty seasonal. Some of them are not. Um, some I of def- them are pretty seasoned. Right. Uh, some of them are not. I was actually thinking that joke, and I thought, man, I'm not going to say that because that's, that's a terrible joke. So I'll wait for Lee to say it. <laughs> okay, so – so if you walk into a McDonald's, um, guys, I think that you might like some of these. These are things you can actually order at a McDonald's, supposedly. And, and I, I believe you. I believe you generally waddle into a McDonald's. Right, so, so let's say they roll you in there. I pull, <laughs> um, and you and you decide, and it's March. You can order a McLeprechaun, mm. uh, which is I'm a kind, uh, of, kind uh, of terrified. A, a shamrock shake. Okay. So that's pretty tame, right? Okay. But any time of the year, you can go ahead and order a McGangbang. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? This is a double cheeseburger with a chicken patty in between the two beef patties. Ooh. Oh, God. That sounds so gross. I'm doing that, that though. That sounds, just, that sounds just as comfortable as a gangbang. <laughs> yeah. You can also order chicken and waffles. You'd feel just as guilty afterwards and dirty. <laughs> That's right. why they call it that. You wake up the next morning, oh, God, surrounded by 
condoms and used condoms and burger wrappers. What did I do? Why is there so much mayonnaise on that girl's face? <laughs> I'd like to make. We should make up our own. You know, that's what we should have done this week on top five. Oh, instead of top the five other secret menu items we wish. We wish we saw. I would say. Um, Well, we you know we always think about In and Out. I, I feel like In and Out is I, always the ones that we I think of because you know those ones know are here, but like animal style. But what I, I would want as a secret menu item instead of like a chicken tender sandwich, mm-hmm. um, just take a hamburger and deep fry it in the same stuff and make Ooh, the sandwich out of that. That sounds really good. Yeah, <laughs> They'd have it at KFC called burger. like the Emancipation Proclamation. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of thinking of like uh, you know like like some kind of oiling the intestine kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's actually I, I just seeing another one here for for in and out that's good it's it's called the flying dutchman mm, um, okay. which i've never seen before and it's two two meat patties and two slices of cheese with nothing else no bun just the flying dutchman it's the flying atkinsman it's, it's the flying oh, okay i think it's just a reference to like two bear patties flying through space bear patties <laughs> is, I've heard is that bear really hamburgers yeah. are really good actually <laughs> bear meat mm. yes. and by that we mean large gaming with lots of hair, large, large game. Yes, large game and um, other stuff. What if? What if I want? There were like secret menu items at like electronic stores or something. <laughs> um, where you could just get like some kind of strange, strange devices that you otherwise could not. You know, it's like I'm here for my, I'm here for my uh, phaser. <laughs> or like at a at a at a car dealership. Um, I like that Pontiac Firebird. I'd prefer instead of tires, um, hoverboards. <laughs> yeah, you have that back in the back. Can I have a Pontiac hoverboard? And then, oh, Pony, Pontiac hover sir. hoverbird. Yeah, come back to the back, please. To our credit, we'd prefer hoverboards over most things, including world peace. You know what I'm saying? Well, if you had enough hoverboards, world peace would subsequently follow, right. just naturally. Everyone be like, "There's no reason to fight, man. We can just hover. We've all got hoverboards. Can't we all just hover along?" <laughs> so I, you know, in tribute to hashtag this week, I thought uh, we should we should talk about Eastwooding. Um, which has become like the new meme uh, for the for the the generation here. Oh right, yeah, because he just like um, talked into a um, empty chair at the RNC, right? He just got kind of sat there. He's like, "Well, what are you gonna do, Obama? You haven't done anything." <laughs> so I didn't I didn't realize that um, that Clint Eastwood was even a Republican. I assumed Hollywood director gonna be gonna be a Democrat. Well, you know, as we uh, you know assume that all. All people of any one group, judging them their physical characteristics, believe certain things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, we have to understand that he's an old white man. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. He uh, he lived in Carmel. Right. Uh, he's rich. He's wealthy. Yes. And all signs point towards Republican, sir. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. But st- uh, no, never mind. My all Republican right. friend was like, I was making fun of. On the internet, I was making. Fun is that of is that like your black friend? It's like my, my black, Republican friend, my, my one Republican, my one friend. Republican friend, my token Republican friend, which is actually a perfect um, transition because um, I was talking about how oh you know I don't know what's going on with this GOP convention thing, but anytime you get that many old white rich homophobes in one room together, it can't be a good thing. And she was like, well, what about the you know the the two African American women? 
you know, that they just had to speak. And I'm like, uh, it's called tokenism. Google it, bitch. <laughs> and she was like, I know what it is, but I would hardly say that Condoleezza Rice is a token. And I was like, she's the ultimate token, homegirl. She's anti-Tom, okay? Like, she is a token that they cashed in hard. Oh. Mitt Romney supposedly has 0% support in the African-American community. I mean, really, literally. So Condoleezza Rice is the margin he, of That's error. his one vote. He is like, yeah. she is the margin of error for the poll. Um, because there's literally 0%. She is the margin of error. She is a robot built by Skynet to destroy humanity. She's not even a human being. She's actually like a really smart lady. You know, she's like the uh, well, robots generally uh, are the provost of Stanford now. I, she is very smart, and the fact that she's so smart and Republican can only mean one thing: she's evil. <laughs> <laughs> Most definitely. So uh, I hear uh, uh, that RoboCop is going to face off against yes. a new villain, the Keat. So originally they were going to get Hugh Laurie, who does the best American accent in America. Oh, mm-hmm. really? Wait, wait, wait. Keaton is beating out Laurie for this? I love Hugh Laurie. I love Hugh, Hugh Laurie, Laurie backed too. Out. That's too Hugh bad. Laurie was like, uh, he, he backed like out of that. Um, Hugh Laurie, of course, is the famous guy from House that everyone is surprised to find out is British. Um, Unless does... they've seen him on the Hugh and Laurie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Fry, a bit of Fry and Laurie. So uh, really he was supposed him. to be the, in the Robo reboot, the Rebo, the Rebo the, cop. The Rebo, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I've been searching for that all morning. Try, trying to make that one work. <laughs> trying to put that together. And he was originally <laughs> going to be the baddie for that. I think, wasn't the original baddie the dad from that 70s show? I definitely he don't He was remember. at least one of the baddies. Maybe it was RoboCop too. Yeah, the d- Red isn't, from isn't that 70s show. Oh, Red. Was right. Oh, that guy is I feel like I feel like the bad guy is always just a better robot than RoboCop. Really? I know, it was, but he was the first robot. Okay. And then, no, I know, but then it was like he was, was the it first really robot. Red? No, no. You know who? I thought it was. Oh, maybe he was the police commissioner guy. I thought it was the guy who's always like the angry drill sergeant guy in the sci-fi movies, mm. like in. Uh, I think he was probably in Starship Troopers. He has a definitely yeah, yeah, balding, yeah. very similar looking gentleman. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, I don't know the, the actor's name. Uh, you know, angry was, bald white man. It was actually red from that TV show, but he was like wearing that kind of outfit. Like he had like a leather. Um, trench coat with a big collar, you know, like that kind of like '80s bad guy look. Yeah. Um, but he was definitely. Wait, the, you're right. The '80s future. You are so right. It just flat. I just had a flashback. I just saw. I actually, you had a flashback, just, like like when Robocop flashes back to seeing his previous life. Right. I just saw him getting shot up in my mind, and all of a sudden, it was all coming back to me now. Oh, Foreman. <laughs> and, I, and I realized I was getting that movie and uh, Total Recall crossed mm-hmm. um, as yeah. far as villains were concerned. So do you think that when he introduces himself, Michael Keaton's like, I am the RoboCop villain. <laughs> Just he introduces every character that way now. Yeah, well, he's going to be... Definitely, definitely. He's going to be jealous that he has to be um, in a movie where he's not the character who gets to only show his chin. Um, you know, <laughs> but we'll get into that later. I think it's versus. funny that we always He'd... think that it's going to be the Batman persona that's going to come out in these movies with Michael Keaton. What if it's I the always multiplicity? Think it's multiplicity. <laughs> exactly. I always think it's going to be the multiplicity. Remember when yeah. they clone the clone and he comes out like kind of retarded and oh, then like, yeah. the retarded mm-hmm. one fucks his wife? Right, yep. exactly. <laughs> that blew my mind when I was a kid. So, yeah, I mean... That's uh, how marriage works. I was... <laughs> <laughs> it's a marriage with cloning Fucking words. the same retard after yeah. all these years. Does that count as polygamy? Um, yeah, back to what you said, Lee. Definitely uh, Keaton is one of the strongest chin actors in America today. He's a fine chapter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he can rub chins with the best in the business. He's the hardest working chin in Hollywood. <laughs> except, for, was... except for James Chin, uh, the okay. famed Chinese actor. Okay, great. James Chin. <laughs> 
Um, so John, speaking of great chins, yeah, Charlie Sheen also has a great chin. Uh, he has a great shin. A great shin. <laughs> he has a great chin. <laughs> I heard him on. He was on the um, Jay Moore podcast, More Stories, yesterday, which I had never heard of. The, I, I've heard of this podcast, but never listened to it. But then I saw that Charlie Sheen was on it, and I was like, oh, I got to check this out. Great podcast. They recorded it at Charlie Sheen's house. In the middle of the podcast, he's running around the house, like finding different stuff. He's like, oh, check this out. Check this out. This is a 1927 Babe Ruth ball signed by Babe Ruth. And like, this is my dad's helmet from Apocalypse Now. And like, just like, he was basically like a little boy at his house, like showing off all this stuff. Kind of like That's how I funny. showed you my Ian Malcolm action yeah, right. when I came in here. But um, what he said was, he, in the 80s, like, when he was becoming really famous, said, hey, you know what we should do is, to all the studios, we should do Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I looked good in glasses, in Major League, people <laughs> like me, I should be Spider-Man. People are like, Spider-Man, that's not going to be a hit. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make, like, four movies out of that. Not unless you have a vegetarian playing Spider-Man. <laughs> right. <laughs> but Sheen is Peter Parker, It's which is really that funny be because hilarious. Uncle Ben is played by Martin Sheen right now. That's right. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought that was worth mentioning. Really funny. That might be overselling it. <laughs> <laughs> kind of interesting is probably more. All right. I, I, I can agree with that I one. I feel like it was a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> should, we, uh, should we talk about, listen, we got a lot on the popular we diet. We do. We got a lot on everything. Should we talk about, what's this massive cheating yeah, I haven't scandal? heard about this. Oh, you haven't heard about this? Mm-mm. So uh, 250 students are being brought before the Academic Review mm-hmm. Board for cheating. Oh, not those dudes. On this take-home exam. And it was all so. It turns out it's all the single class that, that that was supposed to be the super easy class, like historically easy class. Super easy class, as in they're like really easy to bone. He mm-hmm. no. The professor had said, I guess there was. So I saw. I finally saw another article on this, and the professor. I guess the some of the quotes was, professor had opened opens the class and says, like I I, I give out a hundred I give out hundred and twenty A's last year. I plan on giving out more this one. Um, it's supposed to be a super easy class, and and so there was a take home final exam. And there was some confusion, I guess, among take a lot of students. Final exam. Okay, I did hear about yeah. this. Come on. Anyway, take so two hundred and fifty. You have to cheat on it. Two hundred and fifty kids. It's it's it became less exciting as I actually kind of read about it. Huh. A little more, but but uh, two hundred fifty people uh, brought up. You know, they're gonna like uh, you know try them all like kind of like on these. What what are they accused of? Like what did they do? How do you cheat on a take home exam? Yeah. Uh, you like uh, copy each other's answer again. I, I guess that you know, would be the funny, way to cheat. I, I would a, think that would be plagiarism. Plagiarism would be the most honest one. Yeah, or the most, the most honest, the, the least honest one. The least honest, the well, most honest. When we were in college, we had this really spaced out teacher who was one of our favorite teachers, James Bierman, who was like a parody of a college professor, like bald guy in like a frayed sport coat who rode his bike to work and was often hit by cars on it, yeah. and he wore sneakers with awesome. his sport coat and like kind of. Goofy sort of hair. When yeah, hair always it. sticking he was, up. Wait, in, you know what? James Spearman was one of the few who just resembled exactly what I expected. Mm-hmm. He had a bow tie. Right. A yeah. bow tie, he, wore, he rocked a bow tie yeah. like only a man born in the 1820s mm-hmm. can. He was, he was just – I was so happy to have such a traditionally professorial professor. Right. And, um, you know, I was his TA for a quarter. His elbow and, patches um, had patches. On yeah, exactly. <laughs> and his elbow patches that had patches had bow ties. <laughs> and he – like it was just so easy to cheat on his exams. But, like, we couldn't really, as TAs, we couldn't really, like, get it through his head that people were cheating. And I just remember seeing all these people cheating during the final. And this one girl came up to me. and But it was one of those things, like, the Million Man March. There were so many people, like, we couldn't stop them all, you know what I mean? So we just didn't do anything. Um, and um, this one girl came up to me crying afterwards. And she was like, I, you know, I feel really bad. Like, I cheated. And I felt like... 
I wanted to give her a higher grade uh-huh. for admitting that she cheated than for the other people who I knew probably were, but I like you know didn't catch them or whatever. In Lee's wheel of morality, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, this is how things fall out. So the so I really think that in that case, like I couldn't really blame the kids because like Beerman made it so easy that in this case, like I I don't really blame these kids. I blame Harvard for being so stupid. I feel like that. Yeah. I feel like that. That's if we let's apply that logic to a different scenario. You know, I can't really blame the guy who shot and killed um, th- this other guy because the gun made it so easy. I can't in good conscience blame right. that. Guy. I mean, the guy made it so easy by not wearing a bulletproof vest. Right. You know, being human and uh, allergic to bullets. <laughs> One, You'd think we would have evolved is. past lead allergies, <laughs> right? Right. Really? Yeah. No, I like <laughs> the idea that the, the automatic weapon really. I mean, and and you know, it's like people. Uh, but we are mixing apples and shooting people right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> apples that you give to your professor because exactly. you feel bad for cheating on his test. Good. He got it. Way nice. to put things in perspective. <laughs> nice apple pull. <laughs> um. So I think the other thing we need to talk about in this section before, uh, before moving on to politics is that Caleb, you were reporting something about mm-hmm. a giant woman made out of yeah. earthen materials. Exactly, earthen materials. So uh, in England, they made there was a, a coal mine, and they were doing sort of strip mining um, off the surface, and so they decided to try and make a uh, better name for it, I suppose. And they, over the last two years, they turned it into a giant woman um, made out of the the hills and stuff and and rocks. So instead of the hills have eyes, it's like the hills have boobs. They do. And they've got nipples. They've got nipples. Just like the Rocky, bat. rocky nipples. Just like he the He went bat up suit. a hill. He came down a booby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Englishman who went up a hill and came down a... Yeah. A she's, and she's yeah. pretty hot. <laughs> came she's, down a towel. She's pretty hot. I'd, st- I'd, uh, I'd stand on those tits. She's hotter than that lady who won that British American Idol that everyone makes fun of, right? Absolutely. Sure. And actually, if I knew what you were talking about, I'd agree repre- even more. She's actually a life-size representation of her. Really? <laughs> well, I think it's uh, about time to uh, move on to a uh, um, mm-hmm. vaulted segment of our show that uh, we refer to as uh, politics. And uh, this week in Political Lee, I believe you have a special guest, right? Um, yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we just had the... Uh, Republican National Convention. Right. Um, and it's really a time for us to think back and remember our favorite Republican presidents. Abraham Lincoln. Um, Teddy Roosevelt. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. And, of course, uh, Richard Nixon. And we all know Richard Nixon, even though it was Kennedy's dream uh, to go to the moon, um, it was Richard Nixon who was presiding over the White House when human beings um, did, in fact, go to the moon. Right. Um, well, just as LBJ was really primarily responsible for maybe carrying out some of, you know, JFK's primary or principal social agenda, you right. know, uh, legislation, the stuff that he really w- was famous for, even though he died before he could complete it, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Nixon really s- stepped up to yeah. make the space to actually bring us home, bring us to the uh, to the moon. But at that time, it was so revolutionary. We didn't actually know if we were going to be able to get the guys to the moon and then get them back. So um, Richard Nixon, um, they prepared a speech just in case um, he they didn't make it back. So we've actually brought Richard Nixon back from the dead, um, and we have him uh, in the studio today. Mr. Nixon, uh, good to see you, sir. Hello. It's good to be here, Mr. Golden. 
Okay. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure what you're saying. <laughs> That's fine. That's how I got through four years. Okay, cool. Um, so apparently you have the uh, you, you have a transcript of the speech that you were supposed to deliver if the boys, uh, Armstrong and um, uh, um, Aldrin, weren't going to make it back, right? You're damn right I do. And thank God they did, but just in case we were prepared. Okay, sir. Well, um, um, before you begin, Mr. Nixon, if I just might say it's, it's uh, incredibly frightening to see you at this distance. <laughs> You were very close to us, and yes. your body is just decomposing horribly. Zombie Nixon isn't uh, as beautiful as living Nixon. <laughs> that is a terrifying prospect. I've, I've never been so honored to be disgusted, sir. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, why don't you go ahead and just uh, read that uh, transcript for us, sir? Fate has ordained that the men who went to the moon to explore in peace will stay on the moon to rest in peace. These brave men... Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin know that there is no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. These two men are laying down their lives in mankind's most noble goal, the search for truth and understanding. They will be mourned, and by their families and friends. They will be mourned by their nation they will be mourned by the people of the world. They will be mourned by a Mother Earth that dared send two of her sons into the unknown. In their exploration, they stirred the people of the world to feel as one. In their sacrifice, they bind more tightly the brotherhood of man. In ancient days, Men looked at the stars and saw their heroes in the constellations. In modern times, we do much the same, but our heroes are epic men of flesh and blood. Others will follow and surely find their way home. Man's search will not be denied, but these men were the first, and they will remain the foremost in our hearts. For every human being who looks up at the moon in the nights to come will know that there is some corner of another world that is forever mankind's. Mr. Nixon, that was, that was beautiful. Thank you. God bless you, Mr. Nixon, and God bless America. God bless America. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Milhouse Nixon, president the greatest ghosts. <laughs> President of ghosts. One of Richard the greatest Nixon. orders to ever inhabit the White House. Oh, hey, guys. I just got back. Did I miss anything? Uh, no. no. We, we let Richard Nixon's decomposing flesh use your microphone. Hopefully oh. you won't get something from that. No, that's fine. I got some wet naps right here. To just... Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. A little Purell there goes we go. along there. There we go. There we go. There we go. Okay. Woo! All right. <laughs> Wow, that was something. So, uh, you know, the the RNC, uh, the the convention wrapped up this week, obviously in uh, in in beautiful swampy Tampa, Florida, and um, uh, Ruth Swampy Bader Ginsburg. Ruth Swampy, uh, actually nice. it was Anne Swampy Romney. Not about that and, one. Uh, yeah. No, but so you uh, met Romney. Uh, you know, graciously accepted mm-hmm. the accepted the uh, Republican nomination that he was uh, that he has been spending millions of dollars for the last eight years uh, trying to acquire. Graciously yep. purchased that. Yeah, graciously yeah. purchased. Yeah. Didn't some, a hurricane victim or someone like came up to him at the convention and was like, "I need help," and he was like, "Dial two one one." Well, that yeah, so yeah, he moved he, after the now actually after the convention he went to Louisiana 
and uh, you know he was taking a tour of some community, and, and somebody came up, and and two one one is actually like a public assistance line mm-hmm. in in that area. But um, yeah, he said go home and call two one one because you'll have power in the phone. <laughs> yeah, right, seriously. yeah, because that's because you don't need because why why would you be coming to me if you needed help? Right, exactly. It's like, just go. He's like, go back to your mansion, get in your car, <laughs> as, ask ask your butler yeah. to um right. to to retrieve your telephone. I chose what to retrieve your telephone, <laughs> Master Romney. I'm pretty sure Mr. Uh, Master Romney has a um uh, a black servant. Master Romney. <laughs> Master Romney. Oh yeah, yeah, all black people sound like Michael Caine. What are, you, are you racist? Oh yeah, yeah. No. Be black and sound like Michael Caine. Come on. Well, the two big stories though from from the from the convention were actually uh, one. The first one was that was Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan actually totally stole the show. Um, and by telling funny. a bunch of demonstrable lies. By telling a bunch of demonstrable lies because uh, it was really funny. Like they, they, what happened here? Well, no, I mean his speech became this like you know really well publicized thing because he basically just. You know, like he's supposed to be this guy who's kind of like a fact guy, but it's actually come out that he's just a total liar. Um, in the speech, he was talking about an auto plant being closed in Michigan that actually closed, you know, uh, before during, Obama was president. Before Obama mm-hmm. was president. Um, closed fact, during the, the first depression of the 1930s. Exactly. It closed during during Bush's administration, which we refer to as the first depression of the 1930s. Um, it, and, and he also was talking about, you know, the, the, the Medicare uh, uh, the cuts from Medicare. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it's funny because then later in the week, I saw this other article that actually I thought was more demonstrable about his inability to tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And it was about he had gone on a uh, – he, he had talked about running a marathon. And he was saying – he telling the story. He's like, oh, yeah, I, I ran like a, an under three, a 250, but I slipped a disc in my back and I can't run anymore. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then he had to come out a couple days later because his brother or something had said like, no, you didn't. He was he was playing the uh, Macintosh bungee game marathon from the '90s, which was the Macintosh alternative to um, Doom. He had run one marathon or something back when he was in his early 20s, and he had and it was like over four hours. Um, and then that was the only time he'd ever done it. And his brother had basically said like. I, I have the fastest marathon time in the family. <laughs> if you run a three if you run a three hour marathon, you're running seven minute miles the whole time. Oh my god! Wow. Um, so, and so he's saying it was like two and a half hours. Somehow so he was doing like five minute miles. He's kind of like imagining he had done some other running. He's like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was on a treadmill while watching a Lord of the Rings extended edition. Like, that's really what happened. <laughs> I love it. I love that at this point, even his family is sick. I was like, you know what? This guy's Paul, full of shit. Paul. Paul. God. Paul. He's like, I it's ran a like marathon. Every... The only reason why I took several hours is I stopped and did a decathlon midway through. <laughs> every Thanksgiving with the marathon story, Paul. <sighs> Look, we know you got that message to the other city during the middle of the battle, <laughs> and then died shortly thereafter. And then the other news, the other news from the White House this week was the beer recipe, the, mm-hmm. uh, the famous White House honey ale. Yeah, the recipe for what the a fucking communist beer, honey <laughs> ale. You know that. You know that uh, they're just that's. It's communism inside of... Beer, uh, bees are socialists. They're socialists. True. It's true. And it's like the queen bee, she's just like Mao. She's just like Mao's wife, actually, who was executed. <laughs> Wasn't Mao's wife executed? Probably. Hot. <laughs> it seems likely, just with all the executions that were flying around China at that time. Like They sent him like an execution list. It's like, oh, Mao, here's the execution for the day. It's like, oh, shit, did you, did you execute my wife? Oh, ooh, ooh, you, you did sign it. Yeah, I don't read those lists. It's okay. I mean, I'm not mad. I'm just surprised, frankly. <laughs> did you stamp my signature on your on the order to kill my wife? It's okay. I can, I can get another one. Yeah. 
You were fact, hang- I already have. You were hanging out with Nixon, <laughs> <laughs> saying speeches to a uh, barber's adagio to strings. And I, I uh, think I think my favorite thing about this uh, this homebrew uh, White House homebrew, which um, Barack Obama doesn't make himself, because uh, if he had time to make brew, then uh, I would be pretty pissed. But he, he has did. time to drink it. He he bought, he, he bought the equipment, right? Yeah, he bought the equipment and and the uh, and all the stuff, and he's like by making his beer out of pocket, and he'll he'll offer it to people on the campaign trail and so forth. But the the title of the blog article where they gave the recipe out was "Ale to the Chief." No. Mm. <laughs> that was pretty much the best thing about the whole story. I mean, the groan, you know, the gr- putting the groan in a White House press release is mm-hmm. kind of like a. I love it. I love it. It's a it's a rite of passage. I like it. And then I love my favorite my favorite part is the article I was reading. We were talking about how you know some people are saying there's there's more than a little bit of politics in it because people like to uh, vote for someone they'd rather have a beer with, which in my opinion is stupid. But uh, yeah, Romney, people used to always say that about George W. Bush, yeah. even though they, he was a recovering alcoholic. <laughs> you don't want to have a beer with that guy. It's going to be bad news. I like don't the idea that, that you're like, yeah, I'm going to get him off the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> then he'll be a better president. Yeah. Um, but I love it because then they, they close out the article with, and uh, of course the problem there being Mitt, Mitt Romney, a Mormon who doesn't drink. Mm-hmm. And then I actually thought about it. I was like, man, it's stupid to vote for someone you want to have a beer with. But I don't trust someone who doesn't drink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a problem with that. It's like he's, you know what? Mitt Romney is the kind of guy I would just rather have my family cross the border into Mexico to marry multiple people with. <laughs> Bill Clinton, he's the kind of guy I want to get a blowjob with. Not from. Not from. With. Un- yeah. He knows um, the places to go. All right. I, I still feel like boundaries have been crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Political boundaries, social boundaries. I don't know. Um, you know what, folks? If only think, that pretzel had done its job. I think we've talked enough about people who can't really actually do shit. Yeah. I think we should uh, get into the wild world of sporting handsome. The mm. wacky wild world of sports. Um, it, it is pretty wacky out there. It is a wacky wild world. So, yeah, a lot of stuff's going on in sports this week. Um, I was at the A's game on Friday night where the Oakland Athletics scored 20 runs. Wow. Right. And uh, 20 home runs, as in, because the way you said it, they hit 20 home runs. Or was this like, they hit no, 20 including runs. batted in and so forth? They hit 20 runs. There were wow. several home runs. Wow. But um, there was I'm one grand slam, one grand slam. And you get a free pizza if someone hits a grand slam. Does grand slam pizza taste betterly? I don't know. I haven't redeemed my one pizza voucher. I so is to, it a full pizza? It's a full pizza. From? I have to go to Round Table. Oh, okay. Oh, round table. I thought they give it to you one of those pizzas in the park. That's kind of what I was. No, expecting. then it would be like a mom scene because there's just like they just have like a guy with a thing with like maybe ten pizzas in there. So if like several thousand people were like, "Give me a pizza," it would be a mom scene, right? <laughs> hey, so how was attendance at the game? Um, it was pretty good. Like usually they they don't open up like the top bleachers, um, unless it's like a Raiders game or a World Series, um, and um. They did. They opened up a couple of sections up there. <laughs> it was not as it was a Sox game, Boston Red Sox game. It was not as much of a turnout um, as you would expect for a big market, you know, team like the Sox coming into town. Because you know, when when like the Yankees or the Sox or some team like that comes in, where you know, there's a lot of people who are from New York, from Boston, who move out to California, you know, they're going to be there. You sort of expect um, higher turnout. But in general, like the the Sox fans are just much 
less of assholes than the Yankees fans. Like, whenever there's a Yankees game, there's just all these guys in, like, Yankees uniforms, that, like, running around, like, saying mean shit. And it just, like, seem, they, it seems like that those guys from the Warriors who were wearing those um, Yankees outfits were beating Warriors people. Warriors, <laughs> come out to play. So that's pretty much how I was. So I actually made friends with the Red Sox fan um, who was sitting next to me. Um but they were just emptying the bullpen left and right. I mean, like, they had to pull out so many pitchers. And, like, uh, by the end, I was like, dude, they're going to start, like, printing up new uniforms in order to get pitchers out. And then by the end, like, at the ninth inning, I turned to the guy next to me. I'm like, hey, dude, I think you're next. They're going to put you out. Like, you're the only – Anyone the, anyone who's got a, a socks uniform on or just, yeah, like, just a hat. He's like, the like, only one who had, like, any, sat, any socks, like, hat or shirt on in the entire park. Everyone had gone home. So he was next. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look – we're at, we're solidly number one in the wild card spot, right. and the Giants in the um, National League are you know first place in their division. Yeah, division, uh, you know? cha- division. We're we're absolutely. I think another earthquake's coming, ladies and gentlemen. I think another earthquake, earthquake is, is coming. coming. <laughs> um, I was asking, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about the uh, the the game attendance thing because I watched the Giants play the Astros this week on TV, and I was sitting with a friend at a bar and watching the game, mm-hmm. and they're they're panning around and they're showing the the stadium, and it's just. Empty. I mean, mm-hmm. like literally, there are more people in the box mm. on the bench than there are in the seats. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, and and you know, Houston is just that, terrible this year. I mean, they yeah, are just terrible. awful. Well, they're saying that it's the, bad. That the other mm. one of the games this week was the lowest ticket sales for any game in Astros history. Mm-hmm. That's bad. <laughs> that that is for very the bad. Astros. Aren't they moving leagues or something? Like something's going on. They're moving divisions or some shit. Yeah, I think they're switching divisions. Yeah, fuck them. Are they switching back to the AL? <laughs> oh, they are. Why did this? We were gonna have two Texas teams in the AL. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, There's always too much Texas. What, however you look at it, mm-hmm. it's just it's big. It sucks. There's yep. Lots Everything's of bigger in Texas. <laughs> yeah. They need more teams. Except for the attendance. Except. For the- <laughs> are either of you gentlemen getting into football? I, I, football is starting. I know that people are starting to get excited. College season definitely. Are oh, you yeah. ready for some football? P- Pops McGee, uh, Pops handsome Jared, who's not on the show today but occasionally is. He was at the opening day for the new stadium. Uh, um, yeah. We'll we'll get his full report on that and how it was. Um, but uh, you know. There's no more excuses now. Basically, you know, Cow Bears have been saying, "Well, we need a decent stadium, and then you know, then we'll be able to win." So if they continue to suck, then uh, it'll be nobody's fault except their own. I always tell except them, the stadium. Yeah, exactly. It's obviously something wrong. With the stadium. It's obviously something, something wrong with the stadium. <laughs> I always tell my dad, he should be my dad. He should be a fan of something that. You know, UC Berkeley is good at like I don't know, you know, academic studies. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like kind of saying I need a good pen to write this novel. If I don't have a good pen, I cannot <laughs> yeah, write. Yeah, this how can novel. I possibly do that? Yeah, Koontz, cut it out, man. We don't nah, want to get we, we know you. the truth. Get out of here, dude. You need a new brain. Um, and in answer to your question, Hanji, uh, no. No, I'm not getting excited for football. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm, af- I'm afraid. I've been hearing the Raiders lack depth. That's all I know about football right now is that the Raiders lack depth. So apparently they're Like very- emotional depth? Like are there- They're are- two-dimensional. I don't think you really <laughs> need to flat. ask follow-up questions to that statement, Caleb. I think that's one of those statements where you just say, hmm, yeah, I probably. Yeah, I, I, I agree with whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I'm a Niners fan or a Raiders fan. Like I really, I had a Raiders helmet when I was a kid, but I think I just got that at a garage sale, so it didn't really like pose any sort of representation of allegiance. What? what how are your feelings? You live in Oakland, Hondro. Are you a Raiders man? 
Uh, I, I I raid along the coast occasionally. The Barbary Coast. I can't yeah. think of any Raiders guys that I liked. I loved Joe Montana. I had a Joe Montana football what about the poster fridge? on my wall when I was a kid, and he was a 49er. What about the fridge? I like gold in, in California history, so I guess I'm a 49ers fan. And, and OJ. Um, no, I, I, I'm not much for the football. I'm not much for the foosball. Yeah. I, I find it to be a little bit, you know, the season is, it's, it's, it's very, it's a lot of hoopla. It's very short. It's, you know, I just can't 16 get into it. Games, 16 games. Like, games. There's just nothing. Yeah. yeah. There's just no, like, you know, there's nothing to dig into. Like that's as many improv shows as we have in a year. Yeah. It's right. Like, not that exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you do more podcasts than it, then it's probably, <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I think football is, is a good game. It's just like the way the, the culture around it in our country is mm-hmm. kind of lame. It's just it promotes idiocy and, and heart disease. I it, feel. It, it often does. I do like the I agree. I do like the game, but I don't like everything surrounding it. Well, we'll have to hit Sporting Handsome next week with uh, yeah. maybe with a appearance by J. Rod Golden. Yeah. Yeah. I there think he'll be really able to bring home. He'll be excited. The, the announcer voice. We need we need that, you know, that kind of cue up, I think. Yeah, I think so. he does. He does well on on the sporting. Um, well, it helps that he knows about sports. <laughs> it certainly does. But well, we, you know what we know about is dinosaurs. Science. Yes. Oh, I I love science. I really do love science. I do too. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm in a chemistry class right now. It makes me feel makes me feel sciency. You're in a chemistry class? <laughs> yeah, I'm in a photovoltaic class. It's ooh, like, ooh, it's cool. It's all about learn about the photoelectric effect. That too. It's a quantum mechanical phenomena. Cool. That's what I've heard. That's hot. It's hot. Well, there are opportunities to possibly avoid thermal relaxation and harvest hot protons from thin cell foils, thereby radically increasing productivity oh, Hanji, towards 60 been, to 70 percent. They've been, they've been working on that since the 50s. No, they haven't. Can we talk sure about dinosaurs? Have. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, not really dinosaurs, <laughs> but... Um, they found um, the oldest enough. bugs ever captured in amber. And so immediately everyone in the press is saying, oh, it's like Jurassic Park. It's like Jurassic Park, um, which is is perfect timing because I just recently have been rereading that mm-hmm. book and we've all been babbling about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. And Since last week, since we did, uh, since we all hummed the Jurassic Park theme, it's been stuck in my head nonstop. <laughs> yeah, constantly. So, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I went, Dino DNA. I played it on the piano uh, when we were having a barbecue at my parents' house. And and then my mom was like, tour the USA in your Chevrolet. And I'm like, what is my mom, Dinosaur? What the hell is this? Whoa. Dinosaur. It's a Sean Connery. I love that Dinosaur. Dinosaur. But, you know, it's funny. Like, what what I what I'm getting out of the book She's that I didn't get ass. originally is this whole kind of cynical conceit of the main character, of the uh, the biz, billionaire business character, John mm-hmm. Hammond, which is that if you have a new scientific technology and you use it for something to better mankind, you won't be able to make yep. money off of it yep. because they'll say like, oh, you have to give that away for cheap because we right. need that. But if you create it as entertainment, mm-hmm. then you can charge as much as you want because no one needs entertainment. And the whole book just kind of disses on how they want to just franchise yeah. it and it's merchandise great. it, which is really funny because that is exactly what the movie is. They have this beautiful new technology of computer rendering, and instead of using it to like map the human genome or use it for educational purposes, let's just use it to make a fucking monster movie so we can yep. sell a bunch of Sega Genesis games and action figures. Yep. And I was getting wrapped up in all of the nostalgia, and so I went online last weekend and ordered a Ian Malcolm action figure, or as I like to call it, inaction figure, 
Um, <laughs> and instead of saying like mathematician on the box, because that wouldn't be fun, it says chaos expert. <laughs> uh, no, he's a, a chaotician. 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 Exactly. <laughs> and um, on the on the back, and, do you remember? <laughs> so do you guys? Jeff, have... Jeff Goldblum, the action figure. <laughs> I mean, it's like. Where have we gone? But see, as a young Jewish nerd, like th- th- this was the kind of action figure that inspired me. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but do you guys remember on the toys there were these little like um, tattoos that said JP? Yeah, yeah. And I remember being a kid and like going, well, "Why are they? This wasn't in the movie. It wasn't in the book. Like, why do they have these?" And then I looked so on the... they can charge five dollars more per action exactly. figure. Exactly. <laughs> I looked on the back of the box and it said, "Look for the JP logo mm-hmm. on all of these Jurassic Park products. If it doesn't say JP." It's extinct. Nah. And then I realized that. That doesn't even make sense. What, like, but when you know Spielberg does ET, he's the only one that can sell an ET mm-hmm. figure because like they invented ET, he owns the yeah. likeness to that. But dinosaurs. But dinosaurs, like science, owns that. So you can't like trademark. I'm, I'm pretty dinosaurs. sure Earth history owns yeah. that. <laughs> Earth, I think Earth owns that. Yeah. So you can't just like. Get, send someone a cease and desist because they make a vo- velociraptor. Yeah, you send send a cease and, cease and desist to evolution. Yeah, exactly. But you know, even in the movie, like they have the, the that shot where they show all the backpacks and t shirts, and they're like, look how terrible this is. They're just exploiting mm-hmm. this. It's like well, you're gonna. So are you? You're literally gonna sell those t shirts on eBay right after this. Yep. <laughs> well, eBay wasn't invented. But anyway, I just wanted to hijack science and technology uh, to say that. And in fact, you know what? I'm going to just go out there and admit it. That whole thing about Amber, you know what I did? I Google searched Jurassic Park, and then I said news, and then latest story, and I found the latest story where someone mentioned Jurassic Park, found the story just so I could say that little spiel I wanted to go into. Anyway, I'm done. You guys can talk about whatever else you want to. Well, speaking of extracting DNA from ancient thanks sources. Little, thanks for a little, thanks for a little like, yeah, taking it out there. Yeah, thanks for that rant. <laughs> little, um, little alienation, little diatribe. I mean, I appreciate that you, you forewarned, like at the end, you're like, uh, just so that you don't make fun of me too much for this. <laughs> I totally planned this out. <laughs> um, actually, speaking, uh, speaking of uh, extracting uh, DNA from ancient sources, they recently mapped the uh, genome of a Denisovan. Um, I don't know if you remember that. So there's these Ooh. ancient um, Woody Allen. What <laughs> these ancient uh, human ancestors? Then um, this one was from uh, something like sixty thousand years ago or something. Um, and they found them in caves in Denisova, Russia. So that's why they're called Denisovans. But they basically took from these bones, these fossils, and they were able to reconstruct um, basically with as much accuracy as uh, a modern DNA sample from a human. Wow! So we apparently don't need uh, don't need amber anymore. That's amazing. Fuck Amber. Dino DNA. <laughs> Spared no expense, yeah. man. That's all I have to say about this dino DNA I know. stuff. Because I just don't really believe that we're going to like make the dinosaurs. No, we're not going to. And we all and know what know. a bad idea it is. Right, yeah, we've all right. seen yeah, it. All it's seen a bad it. idea. It's we've eat seen, us. Yeah, we've D- dinosaurs dinosaurs uh, had their shot. We've seen the studies on this at least three times. And I have to say, and every time it ends badly. <laughs> I, I've read two uh, full-length novel studies. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> and I have to say that all of them had ended badly. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I, I showed Caleb this today. I, I don't know, you know, maybe of interest to you, Lee, but the uh, this human-powered helicopter, pretty cool. You know, they, they have this uh, Skikors- Skikorsky Prize mm-hmm. um, uh, that's uh, you know about human-powered flight, and the, the goal is to reach a uh, uh, hover a height of t- three meters. For How much s- is the prize? It's a quarter of a million dollars. See, we don't have enough flying de- contraption-based prizes anymore. That used to be a big thing in the 19th century. Right. Like most, the, of, most of them are like rockets now. Yeah, exactly. Which I'm totally okay with. That is, that is cool. Yeah. 
But like this you know, cool. Spirit of St. Louis, they built that to like win some prize. Like if you cross the Atlantic, then mm-hmm. you would like get right. forty dollars or something. <laughs> which which was basically a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, this is a twenty year old challenge or something. Or Thirty yeah. years has been on, and and they've they, uh, you know, it's a sixty it's seconds, a sixty seconds, three meters, uh, without moving around too much. You have to stay within a box of about oh. 11, 11 feet squared. Um, and so they've gotten. This is the closest anybody's gotten. They got to like uh, seventy seconds at. You know, six feet or something, and they got like thirty seconds at nine feet, but they it's, haven't been able to do it still. It's pretty impressive to see the video. Uh, Hunty showed me the video, and it's basically this guy on a you know uh, pedaling like a bicycle contraption, but there are these four gigantic um, uh, uh, propellers attached to it on on four sides, and they're just enormous. They don't move that quickly, which is why it's really surprising when he gets lift and lifts off the mm-hmm. ground. But because they're so large and there's so many of them, it's super low yeah. RPM, hmm. large quadricopter. Mm-hmm. That generates, you know, lift at very low, uh, very low revolutions. Really, really interesting stuff. It's kind of mm-hmm. like using airplane wings more so than using like yeah. a, a conventional helicopter blades. Hmm. But uh, um, you know, kind of neat. That yeah. is cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm neat. down. I'd like. I always want to fly. You I know, won't, right? Yeah, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd always ever a motor. Too. Do you guys ever since playing that arcade game? Uh, do you remember that one where I don't remember what it was called? It was like you know fly cycle or something stupid you you get on a bicycle <laughs> slightly better than that game? yeah yeah yeah. so there's an arcade game and it had it had a bike attached to it so you get on the bike it had a terrible name and you would <laughs> right <laughs> and so you'd get on it you'd pedal the cycle and that's what would like turn your propellers around but you were on like a flying bicycle that was the whole thing um, and it was, that was the whole thing. That was literally the entire and game. Was, and it was literally called Fly Cycle. That That's all I had like to say about it. But ever, ever since playing that, I was like, I want, I want a Fly Cycle. We have found the fossilized remains of a Fly Cycle. <laughs> I don't know, like you know, like hang gliding. Hang gliding is is kind of magical. I mean, it's just it like silent, yeah. and you're just flying. Maybe you could just like hop in your right? pedal pedal based helicopter thing. That'd be super cool. Anyway, um, we were going to talk five? about this uh, Star Trek thing, but it's so lame. I don't, I don't yeah. even want to talk about it. Let's let's go into verses actually. Um, so we talked earlier about um, how Keaton mm-hmm. is uh, going to be the bad guy in the new RoboCop movie. So I don't know who's going to be the new RoboCop, but I mean, I think that we can just sort of pit generally. Um, Batman versus RoboCop. I think They're, judging by uh, sort of the, the previous history, it's going to be somebody British. Right. My recent history. Okay. So um, in terms of chin exposure, <laughs> I feel like the which, – which suit do you mm. think draws more attention to a person's square-jawed chin? Well, I know that the first – I'm thinking of the first Batman suit. It definitely drew attention to the uh, plastic abs. Right. Which, uh, which RoboCop does not have. Right. RoboCop suit uh, brought attention to his continued sorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, like, I do like how Batman's suit, uh, you have to, he, has to, he had to paint his eyes black every time he put it on mm-hmm. just to make it match the mask. And also to be just kind of emo. Yeah, yeah. It was a Tim Burton movie, so. Like, like, I, feel like, I feel like, why didn't they have that in the, in the movie when he takes off the mask, that he's still got the black around his <laughs> yeah. eyes? Because like, that would be great. He forgets, to ta- like, he forgets to take it off and goes up to dinner. Like, why are you wearing makeup? Oh, I, I I'm like. In a Tim Burton movie. I like to dress up in women's clothing, because that's less <laughs> weird than dressing up as a bat. Yeah. <laughs> like, instead of standing in front of the mirror going, I'm Batman. He's like, I'm a transsexual. <laughs> I'm a transvestite. 
I'd fuck me. <laughs> so, so Caleb, can I just say that I want to interject with that? I looked up, uh, you know, who's going to be the actor who's going to mm. play RoboCop, and yep. it's actually a, yeah, a middle-aged, like middle young, like thirty-something British actor. Oh God, I knew it. God, what is this? Joel Kinnaman. What is this? I've never even heard of those tits. Before. Like we can't. Apparently, Americans can't be superheroes anymore. Yeah. I just, I just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I was like Caleb. You nailed it. I can't believe that I was no, right mean, on that. And like, you look at the guy. He looks just like the British douche that you would expect him to do. He's, got he's oh my god, he he's does. Kind of the he's mustache. even yeah, the mustache. He's is made out of goatee. dirt and rocks. <laughs> That's him. He looks like a fucking pussy. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm going to say that Batman just wins because Batman's fucking awesome. But he looks like he has a chin, and that's all you need to play RoboCop. It's true. You know, can we? Just, you don't even need eyes to play. Can RoboCop. we just call this? Can we just call this? I mean, Batman is just cooler than RoboCop. Oh Fuck yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's not even really. RoboCop sucks, actually. <laughs> you know what? He fuck gets... RoboCop. That's the decision. Yeah. Batman doesn't even fight him. He's like, fuck this shit. RoboCop is like a zombie police officer. Right. He's always on his back. He's always he's... getting beat up by yeah, some he's like a turtle. He's like a turtle police officer. Right. He's just, they'd he moves all slow. They'd probably just like get a beer. They'd get a, a, they'd get a, a honey a, beer. Yeah, they'd get a do Talk about how their families are dead. They'd get Obama's best beer. Oh, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to do a bunch of Obama jokes. Obama's so fat. That when he sits around the White House, he sits around the White House. I've never heard that. <laughs> I didn't say they were going to be good. So I guess we could go into the top five other um, White House DIYs that mm-hmm. we want to see. Um, you know, like a ham radio, maybe. I'd like him to, um, I don't know. I'd like him to put those solar panels back up on the White House. Flycicle. Did he already do that? I, yeah, I think he did. Because remember that uh, Carter put him on, and then Reagan took him off, and then Clinton put him back on, and then Bush took him off. A fly cycle. A fly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A flyo cycle. <laughs> Presidential flyo cycle. Flubber. He's going to make flubber. Oh, so that, flubber. <laughs> so that he can make the Chicago Bulls like uh, win a title again. Um, I, oh, I would like to fly. Just, just make the oh, fly. Just make transporter. The like a yes. transporter. I would like him to build a, um, I don't know, a, uh, a healthcare system that actually works. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, snap. Zing, 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 zing. Other, Just a little duct tape. And other, a couple great, of other great uh, home projects. Um, um, from, just kind of like clean fiction. up. Just kind of clean up. I think that someone just needs to clean up what a lot. What are like other maybe, great movies where there's some get, crazy guy who does something cool in his own home? Maybe cha- change up the uh, money pit. Um, yeah. <laughs> just see Obama and Michelle and uh, and Barack Obama in the money pit. I want to see Norm McDonald. Start, <laughs> I want to see him start a podcast, actually. He's like, uh, hello, is this thing on? Uh, we got a podcast going here. We're going to pod some cast. Here. The press cast. How about like a... How about like a uh, uh, Wayne's World from the basement, <laughs> from the basement, the basement. of the White House with Joe Biden. He's like, from the uh, from the secret uh, the secret tunnel between the White House and uh, and the congressional building. He's yeah. like, I can literally call a press conference on television anytime, any day for any fucking reason. But I'm gonna have a public access TV show from Aurora, <laughs> Illinois. <laughs> he's just like he's he's like Biden just got his first pube. Swing, 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 swing. Okay. I think that's probably four. Should we throw yeah. one more? Oh, uh, I would more. like I would like him to do a little redecorating. Maybe get rid okay. of all those uh, all those paintings of creepy old with dead white guys. Right. Um, <laughs> yes. I'd like to see him start a band. I think he should start a band, like a ska ah, band or something. That would be oh, awesome. Oh, a garage band. Yeah, he should have a garage band. Do they do they already have a, uh, a basketball court out there? They, they have an do. indoor oh, court. Okay. It used to be tennis courts, and then they like changed them to basketball courts. I think. But they also have an indoor court. 
Oh, that's what he should build. He should build a uh, a complicated plasma storage medium for ghosts. Yeah, Ooh. I think you're right. Or or like one of those um, what do you call those uh, those machines that don't do anything? They're super complicated. Rube Goldberg. Yeah, machine. a Rube Goldberg machine. Oh, okay. If there was like a Rube Goldberg machine that went all the way through the White House. Mm. Yeah, like to deliver you... toast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You like hit a cue ball at the beginning, and then it goes into like a hand that's attached to one of those like stretchy things that put punches a thing that makes a bird release that passes an Affordable Health Care Act. Yeah, that like that. <laughs> That lights a match that uh, that burns a copy of the Declaration of Independence. Right, and then and then like a little thing, a little drawer opens with his birth certificate in there. <laughs> if any of those things happen, you'll hear about uh, it next week on Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Uh, um, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Lee Singer Golden. You've been listening to Morning Handsome. I am joined in the studio today by my illustrious co-hosts, Caleb Hoffert and Hondro Ambrose. Hey, these were the jokes. <laughs>